Steve Dangle Podcast. Welcome back. CJ Show. Welcome back. Noxie and Cax. Welcome back. Well, Jesse Blake Sports Report never left. It's It's been... It left. Just, we, we left uh, late July. We came back late August. Yeah. It's been pumping episodes about just lighting Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s season on fire. Oh, but my Here God. you are. Yeah. I'd li- I just like to see some effort out of my Toronto sports heroes. You it know? was... It's it, They have... They're, I've been watching them a lot August. They're joyless. Hey, you guys. Is it good to pimp a single? I, like, did he uh, pimp a single? He pimped a single because the ball. He pimped uh, what he thought was a home run, and then it hit off the wall, and he was stuck on first base because oh. he didn't hustle. But then he got to second because um, the team they're playing sucks, and oh. they had a throwing error. That was the Rockies thing. So, right? Yeah, yeah, that was I saw the that too. I was getting mad yesterday. I was like, "Can you not blow two different three-run leads against the Oakland Athletics, please?" Who are moving because they're so terrible? They're yeah. moving. Even my, my mother-in-law was over, and she's like, "There's no one there." <laughs> and yeah. no, there was there was nay one there. There was nay. Well, by the way, Oakland fans are it's 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 interesting uh, seeing what's going on in Oakland because they've lost all their teams and the Athletics are the last one to go. And uh, the fans staged a protest earlier this year where they sold out where they the ballpark went. where they actually went and they're like, this is what it should be. This yeah. is what it could be. But and the reason they're losing their teams is for the right reason. Because the government of, of Oakland refuses to pay for stadiums. Good. Refuse to do public funding for these new stadiums. Good. So all the owners, all the billionaires are like, no, we don't want to pay for our stadiums. We're going to go to towns where they will pay where for Where they it. will. So Where this, are they going? Uh, Las Vegas. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So the city of Oakland is doing the right thing. It's just a shame for the fans that they have a terrible owner. What is it like being a resident of Las Vegas right now? Hi, you have no sports. To- oh, sorry. I meant you have all of them. Well, and, <laughs> All and, of them in every league always. And yeah. you have a championship already under your belt. Bill Foley. I was thinking about that this summer. Two. Bill Foley. Uh, yeah, two. You're right. You're right. That's a good point. Uh, Bill Foley was, was interesting because he kind of got in there before anybody really did in, in terms of mm-hmm. like the uh, old big four. I don't even believe in the big four professional sports anymore. But, you know, the old big four that we would have grown up with. Um, he beat NBA in there. He beat the NFL in there. He beat baseball in there. And I don't know that it's going to be as easy. I'm sure the fans will show up. I don't know if it's going to be as easy for fans to uh, show up in the way or love the, these new teams the way that they love the Golden Knights. Just because there's something really special about being first in the door. Forgive my ignorance, but you know what seems like a miserable experience? Going to an outdoor baseball game in Las Vegas. I'm sure that they <laughs> will have a covered. Please no, tell me they no, have. Not, not based on the renderings. It's it's all outside. That, it's it's going to be horrific. That sounds like a really stupid, Isn't it like shitty 50 idea. 50 degrees? I, I hope they throw a cover on it because, yeah, Arizona, like Texas, they know about this. You Houston. Know? Houston's got yeah. a cover. Well, no, Texas is outside. It they're, is. They're all outside, too. In, in Arlington. A new one. Yeah, yeah, in Arlington. But, yeah, they know, like, it gets to plus 100 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. No. No. It's too hot. No, just simply no. <laughs> you know what? No. It would be kind of cool if uh, an arena figured out how to have like cool seats. Like if you got one of those fancy upgraded cars and you get the cool air conditioned seats. Yeah. Oh yeah. How yeah. much could twenty thousand of those cost? <laughs> I don't know. Get the taxpayer to pay for them. Forty thousand. Me out. Yeah. Yeah. Me. 
<laughs> you know who would pay for that? Jerry Jones. If they could, yeah. if they could do that, they'd have it in Cowboys. This is America's butt. But with uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, they they love them because they're the homegrown team. Yeah, like that's, they're not yeah. the same as the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, that's Oakland's team that they brought over, and I feel like it'll be the same with the Athletics. If they bring them over. They're not going to be the homegrown team. But basketball, basketball, they're going to go to thirty-two teams. It's going to be Seattle and Vegas. So there's the the oh. the template for the same vibe as the Golden Knights. I'm excited for basketball to be back in Seattle. I was there this summer for a wedding, and and Seattle's such a great city. Like it's so cool. It's such a cool place. Um, I hope they bring that back the Sonics branding, and I hope they bring back the color scheme. Nope. Nope. I hope it's green and gold. Nope. They own it in uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, give them that is their team. Give them none of the history back. <laughs> That, no, that is what they, makes sense and is good. They get all the records. Wants. That, that's their team. You yeah. know, in Oklahoma, they're <laughs> passionate about the history of the Seattle Supersonics. I'm sure it's Winnipeg. fucking stupid that sounds. I'm sure Winnipeg wants the, all those uh, Arizona Coyotes records, you know. They, they do. <laughs> they do. I think most of the Coyotes records are still Jets records. Yeah. They want the Avco yeah. Cup banner. That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, today is is back to school for for those uh, parents in the audience too. Um, so, oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, thank you. So Leo, obviously, uh, a year away, but he's always in daycare. Yes, like he's always in, you know, because you guys work and you know have to go in and pick him up, whatever. But I want to tell what you, what if quickly, I was like, oh shit! I know. Where is he? <laughs> I hope that's a really long episode of Blippy. I left the gate to the pool. Oh open. no! Oh, 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 oh! I woke up one night and was like, I should check. Did you check? Yeah, of course. It did. was fine. Oh yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> that was a weird way that you framed it, Adam. You said it's back to school for all the parents listening, like, well, ki- like kids who are going I mean, back to school no aren't kids. also listening. So if we were so kids it, who go to university, don't listen to the show. So when we were in the radio, we were on the radio. Um, I would say to the parents and kids, but I don't think that there's a lot of like. I meant like the younger kids, like the 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 youngest. I think I think school ranges from what is it four to however old you want to. Yeah, go to but I didn't finish the old school stuff. I finished the high school and that was, and I said, that's enough of that. And that's as far as I got. That's anybody, that. anybody go to school. That's that. Yeah. So Adam anybody go to care about you. Uh, I do no. want to tell you though, uh, about Everly dropping Everly off for first day kindergarten because it was first off her school is, was built in 1912. So it's old. And it's huge. And Man, it, it, what are some of the things that happened in 1912? Yeah, no, oh, Titanic sink. Um, the, uh, some bad jokes. We can but, but it, it, it's it's like this huge Victorian-looking cave, this huge school, and it's old, and obviously there's no central she air or whatever. She should be in a structure, Adam. It, this seems negligent. It's crazy. <laughs> so we drop, we, we had to drop her off. Like, each each class has their teachers, and they're holding up numbers for, like, what doors they go in or whatever and okay. what class she was in. And so um, she's amped. She's really excited. If, if you don't know, my daughter is extremely social, like, very chatty, loves to tell stories. None of them go anywhere, but that's okay. We're working on them. Begin- we got the beginning started with the middle and the end. We got to finish stronger. Good manners. Okay. Um, good manners and, and happy and excited. So she is just buzzing in line, getting ready to go play with these new schoolmates that she's going to have. And just as we get to the gate where the, you know they're letting a student in at a time, making sure that they're all checked off with the parents and everything, you start to hear the kids that are not ready. Or not oh. excited that their parents are leaving. And they say specifically in the TDSB form, make sure your goodbye is quick. Mm. Get out of there. No long goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Because you, they got to... They, it, you got to rip the Band-Aid off. That's a problem of mine. And or it was. Oh, it was? It was. Really? It, it stops being your problem real fast. If you move. Yeah, well, no. Like, you just... 
go through it once and you're like, well, that was shit. Let's not do that again. And then you leave. Yeah. 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 So Everly is sort of listening to this and she's not, she's not like, it's not throwing her mood. She's just not as buzzy as she was, you know, maybe 10 steps before. And all of a sudden, and I, I kid you not, it's like a prison break. These two kids who are screaming, uh, see that the gate opens up to let one child in and there's two of them and they bolt in they bolt no they're in the pen with all the ki- the other students oh they bolt out and they oh, and wow. they boot it to the street to go the after street. their parents yeah cuz it's it's not that far and so they're they're like it's like woof, like they're just fucking huffing it i couldn't believe how fast these kids were and the teacher doesn't know what to do she's she's just standing at the gate like i can't well, they leave can't the kids no they can't yeah. leave the kids Sorry, I may or may not have heard one of these conversations. Did you help? Before. No, I didn't know what to do either. They're not my kids. Track down the children. So they, well, they found their parents, and their parents walked them back. And and these kids, like, just apoplectic. And what they were doing when we left was there was one kid in the like standing, and then these two kids were crying and running around this one kid. It was like I just I, and it's like because humans are weird. We get socialized into being what we consider normal, but like kids are the our wildest versions of ourselves. And I just I was like, man, I uh, to to your wife and to everybody that has to do kindergarten today. My goodness, oh, good yeah. luck to you. Leo was bawling because uh, we discovered an episode of Blippy that was about Liverpool FC. Oh, and he watched it and he wanted to watch it again, bawling. Dragging him out of the house, kicking and screaming. And you know what fixed the issue? What? The recycling guy stacked the bins a little funny, and he pointed at it and noticed it, and he forgot why he was upset. <laughs> That's funny. That's I a three-year-old that. right there. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Are you in the Are you in the the meltdown stages, like where it's like I'm not gonna just cry. I'm gonna scream and pound the ground and all that. We kind of already had it. Okay. It's good when that's over. He he's he's pretty mature in the regard where he just kind of goes, it's, uh, "It's not working. Mm. It's not working. I'm going to stop. I can spend my energy differently." Yeah. Adam is Everly's best friend in her kindergarten class. That little boy who's a terror. Oh, Luca, who used <laughs> to push her. <laughs> Man, did he? Did he? Is he in our? No, school? he's not. Ah. She went to she went to daycare outside of our school zone, ah. so she's going to make all new friends. But I was thinking today, like. Some of the friends that you make on that first day of school are your friends 30 years later. Sometimes. It's wild. I went to a different kindergarten than my grade school, so that wasn't the case for me. But, you know, I've had a friend since grade one, like, and I'm 35. So it's a long, long time. I have friends from kindergarten. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of crazy, right? So they, they're meeting those people today. Those people could be, like, at their wedding. Man. Isn't that weird? Yeah, are, are you looking at them like, no, not that one. <laughs> Please, not that. I don't want to deal not with those parents. One. I don't want to play date with those parents. It's a <laughs> nose picker. What generation is that? One Emily? demerit point. I don't know right. what they call oh, it. Do they have a name? Alpha. They must. Is Al- it? Alpha. Yeah, Gen, Gen Alpha? Alpha. Yeah. Which I'm sure won't go to any of their heads at all. What about no. Gen Chad? What? <laughs> is there a Gen Chad and Gen Beta? Gen oh. Gen Soy Boy? <laughs> <laughs> Gen get swole. <laughs> I like Gen that. toxic. I like it. Just, uh, uh, it listen, I've been collecting some links this summer. Just some stuff I wanted to talk about. Do you guys want to roll through it? Or or Jesse, Ooh, I know Jesse, you want to talk about Dixie D'Amelio at some point. Oh, no, just she, her and Trevor Zegers might be dating. Which know. is kind of cool. Good for Trev. Yeah. yeah. He's also like, 
There's a star quality there. When the ducks are good, eventually. No, it's a duck quality. Ah, mm-hmm. I get Stupid it. idiot. Yeah. Ah, Maddie was it. saying Dixie D'Amelio, so 2021. So, like, we shouldn't even talk about it. It's irrelevant. It's like yeah. D'Amelio yeah. family is no, irrelevant. D'Amelio's fell off, right? So yeah, why did yeah. they fall off? Was it they they, they tried to do other things? Because they yeah, were hanging out with like Travis uh, Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian. Yeah, the reality show flopped hard. Like they they tried to do the Keeping Up with Kardashians of the D'Amelios, and nobody cared. Who did who? Which TikTok family mom dated that rapper from TikTok? You're, uh, that was her. That, no. Oh, Addison, yeah, Ray's Addison Ray's mom? Addison Ray's mom dated Young Gravy. Young or Gravy. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, went gravy? with yeah. him to an award show. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. do I know this? Yes. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Yeah, young Gravy. Me, Even the way I said it. I said it like I'm wearing white New Balances on a freshly cut lawn. Oh, that Young Gravy. They call him Gravy Swayze, I'm told. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Um, uh, so uh, I want to talk about um, Matt Bay Mitchkoff. Um, oh there's a whole bunch of drama below the surface here. You know Steve used to work in the KHL. I hadn't heard that. <laughs> Horrible. I, I, I don't think it's gotten any better. If I'm being honest. I think it's gotten significantly worse. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't imagine if I was working for them now. So Matt Bay Mitchkoff, if you don't know, is an SKA uh, player. That's one of the top clubs. Always has been. Always will be. They have the most money. You know. Arguably more money than any hockey team in the world, including the Leafs. And they're they're out of St. Petersburg. And St. Petersburg, if you don't know, is sort of... Like everybody talks about Moscow because it's the it's the capital, but St. Petersburg is the old capital. It's the cultural center. It's a very cool place to live. Always sort of has been. Um, you know, given I know given there's a war going on right now, things like have that have changed, but it's a very desirable place if you're gonna play in the KHL. You wanna be a lot of players wanna play in St. Petersburg. Now he was loaned to Sochi last year. He got twenty points in twenty seven games uh in the K. Which is a big deal, right? Extraordinary. Like, like for a teenager to even get the ice time. Like, if he had played how many games? 27. To even play 27 games and put up four or five points would be extraordinary in the KHL. Point of game players are pretty rare in the KHL, right? Like, And at that age, basically unheard of. Like, right. extremely, extremely rare. So for him to get 20 in 27? Yeah. Extremely, extremely rare. Go look at Ovechkin's stats from, uh, I mean, he would have been the Russian Super League. It wasn't the KHL yet, but he had like 18 goals huh. in his draft year. And everyone was like, this guy's going to be a friggin' monster. And you look at the numbers and you're like, I don't understand. But it's it's all grading on a curve, right? Yeah. It's just not an offensive league. So... or Well, it's not a league... Uh, that gives a shit about its young talent. No, it doesn't. In four years at Moscow Dynamo, uh, Ovechkin had two goals in 21 games, eight in 40, 13 in 53, and 13 in 37. But wow. even even the four points in 21 games, so he was drafted 2004. Mm-hmm. So to put that up in 0102, like to even be in those 21 games is psychotic. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, how I don't he, know how he got in, in two thousand one. He's like I don't know, like sixteen. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Like, yeah, no, like that's that's madness, mad. And I was wrong. He didn't even have. He had thirteen goals. Yeah, yeah, madness. madness. Um. So, you know, so this year it makes sense that they're not gonna loan him out to Sochi 
they're going to keep him, right? They want to keep him on the roster. He's been drafted. He was a fifth or no, he's seventh by the Flyers. Top 10. Um, and obviously, people are very excited about this player. Uh, but um, he's not being played. Now, the preseason, he looked pretty good. He had five points in six games. Mm-hmm. So this, again, teenager. This is incredible. I know it's the preseason, but still. But if you don't already know, um, there's always a little bit of resentment towards players that want to leave the KHL mm-hmm. from the KHL. They treat players um, differently as soon as they want to go. If you'll remember, who was the defenseman the Leafs signed out of the KHL? Ozhiganov. Ozhiganov was considered a very good defenseman by KHL standards and almost did not play as soon as he as soon as it was even rumored. That he had signed with the Leafs at the end of the season. That was the problem. It was basically known he was going to leave. Yeah. Sorry, what I'm trying to look up right now. Yeah, there it is. So it's not even just that Mitchkov is being... Or no, I don't think you've gotten there yet. No, I haven't gotten there yet. No, you know what? Get there. Get (laughs) there. Get there. Sorry. My bad. So Cam Robinson was the one that sort of kicked this off. Uh, St. Petersburg is kicking off their KHL this season today. Um, uh, Matt Vey Mitchkov is a healthy scratch. Uh, and Ivan Demidov, uh, who is a, uh, a highly ranked prospect is, is the 13th forward, meaning that, you know, he's not going to play very much, but uh, he, he has did play two games. He has played two games. So that was the first game he played eight twenty eight with a shot on goal. Not bad. Uh, and then again, played again, by the way, SKA St. Petersburg's top center. Can you name it? Ooh, guess just, a <laughs> I was just looking at their wild guess. too. Other uh, top. Hmm. <gasps> It's not Simeon Durogachinsev. It's is it? not. Oh, it no, is a former Leaf, though. Ah, oh, I was gonna. No. What's his nationality? Russian. Russian. I'm trying to think of Russian centers the Leafs have had. It's not Petri Kontiola. It's not Petri Kontiola. Is he old? I wouldn't call. I would say he's middle aged, but for hockey standards, like thirty. Yeah. Thirty-year-old Russian center on the Leafs. Who the I don't know. He didn't play center for the Leafs. If that helps. Oh, uh, defenseman. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a goalie. I have um, no idea, man. Alex Gelchenyuk. Oh no! No way! way. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. I had. I, I didn't had know he signed. Not there. even heard he signed. There. Didn't know either. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he's playing. Um. Uh. And again, Mitchkov did not play. Uh, I know it's weird. It's, okay. I just thought that was a weird stat. There was no reason to bring the Galchenyuk up, but I just thought it was cool. Um, well, a lot of people did think they would be playing together this year. The coach but, for uh, St. Petersburg is always interesting because it's a political appointment more times than not. And kind in of. this case, it's it seems to be that way, although this person's been involved in the executive level of hockey. Uh, his name is Roman Rottenberg, and he is the son of a Putin ally. Uh, he's, you don't say. Yeah, weird, right? Uh, he's been involved with Gazprom, which is a um, uh, Gazprom is like one of their major natural gas uh, exporters. Uh, but he's also been like he was part of the original plan for the KHL. This guy helped develop the KHL and, and into what it is. So he's a business mind. Uh, he's done a bunch of executive stuff. If you go through, like he was, you know, he his big claim to fame was that. In 2018, when I think Russia won the gold medal at the Olympics for hockey, he was one of the executives, part of that group. Fart. But he's never had Fart. any sort of ice-level experience ever. Who is this? Roman Rottenberg. Oh, the head coach. Head coach. Yeah, yeah. And he is now coaching the biggest franchise 
in the KHL. It's yeah. like it's like if Ted Lasso was a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, what it's, and it's appointed like. by uh, a government that's not upstanding. It's Nepo <laughs> baby Ted Lasso. It's like it's like if the United States or the Canadian government had Gary Bettman coach the New York Rangers. <laughs> like that's what we're talking about here, right? Oh, right. Okay. It's weird. Okay. Um, so a lot of a lot of fans are not thrilled about this. It's going to be interesting to watch. He's going to get ice time. Might not. No, he's not. No. Like, do they send him down? He's, he's right now. He's not the thirteenth best forward on the team, and but he's he is a healthy scratch. But he is though. No, no, no. He should be playing. He's he should better be than a lot of these players. Sorry, he yes. should be in the lineup right now. Yes. So if he's not in the lineup for the first two games of the season, we don't know if they're ever going to play him because they should be playing him right now, and they are not because of spite. Now, d- is one of those links Ivan Fedotov? Well, it's I, be. It's so the I same wondered, organization. I wondered if that played into this. They're saying Fedotov is going to be able to come over. Well, well. So here's here's what has happened, as I understand it. Um, Ivan Fedotov wanted to come to the NHL, and he was basically abducted and uh, told, "No, you can't do that." And there was that weird video in the ambulance that we never got a satisfactory answer to. And he was in the military, apparently. In the, in the Baltic of. Navy. Can you imagine being in the Navy in the fucking Baltic? No fucking thanks. Um, and now he's going to come back and he's going to be in the KHL. The problem is the IIHF made a ruling and they were like, well, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NHL and the KHL have had a very reluctant and begrudging agreement for a number of years where... A player who is under an NHL contract will not break his NHL contract to go to the KHL, and a player with a KHL contract will not break their KHL contract to go to the NHL. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I have heard of players with a KHL year remaining on their contract wanting to go to the NHL, using their own money and buying themselves out of that final year of the deal Mm -hmm. to come to the NHL. Yep. And then also not make the team. Kind that of happened. Sucks. The Leafs. It did. Yeah. Um, Patrick Conchiola. Um, but uh, now with Ivan Fedotov, um, that deal is a what the KHL has said uh, by or what the KHL has said with their actions is this binding agreement is worthless. So if a player were to <laughs> leave their KHL team right after practice and join, you know, fly overseas and join the NHL, there's no problem. There's no problem. If you're the NHL, what's other than, other than being conflict averse, there's no reason to not do it. Sure. Unless you're worried about the safety of the players, because it's literally a, uh, tyrannical sociopath at the head of that government and now you're seeing why this is actually a huge story right exactly and it's funny because I mean is Mitch Cobb in the top five if this isn't the case yeah is he in the top, top three f- top two that's what I'm saying yeah, it's kind of crazy might, might go ahead of uh, Carlson and Fantilli. he's been a topic of conversation on Habs Twitter all summer long people are still pissed that they didn't take him mm-hmm. and they're pissed now they're pissed oh, now, yeah. even. Still? Well, actually, you know why look they're pissed now? What's going on now? Let me. Okay, so let me show you this. Be Reinbacher looks good. Yeah, Reinbacher does look good. Um, I want to avoid this situation. I'm going to send you a video. I picked this up from Habs Fan TV. 
Uh, they're they're a really good follow on if you want to know what's going on with Montreal Canadiens fans and Habs on Reddit's another really good one. Um, but this is interesting because the Montreal Canadiens do like a series that gives you a little bit of a behind the scenes about you know why they're making the decisions that they make. The access is actually really incredible, and I'm surprised as hockey fans it's not more widespread. Well, I um, think it's because teams often release it and get killed because well, the yeah. stuff they're so, saying is really stupid. It's interesting because Habs fans are pissed about this because the insinuation is that they didn't want to... They, they, they talk a little bit about the skill that they could have gotten and why they didn't take it. So, and this I wonder is, how similar it's going to be to the Bruins-Tyler Sagan conversation. I wonder, I wonder too. I want to I see what you guys think. So uh, let it fly, Jesse, whenever you're ready to go. When you pick five... There's only so, so many chances an organization does to get to add talent. It's very hard. You can't do it in free agency or anymore, really. Getting older players and you have to pay them a lot of money, right? You pretty much have to draft or get lucky to get high-end talent now, right? And sometimes you take a chance. and So it seems as though this room has said, no, we don't want to try this chance. And I just want to make sure we're making the right decision. Wow. When you pick five. So is that not just a straight up acknowledgement that, listen, we're passing up on the better player here? I think that's what that says. Yeah, I think wow. they made the right call. You think so, huh? Look how it's unfolding. Like, well, that's just now. Yeah. What so about five years Based from now? on the information we have now, I think it's the right call. We'll see okay. how it plays out in five years. Like, that could all change. It's But it, how long is uh, Mishkov's con um, contract with K with the uh, with KHL, I think it's another two, two years. So he's going to be stuck. Well, there. this year and next. Okay, so two years from now is like the first time he can. Not come necessarily. Over. He could Not just necessarily. Leave. He could leave. Everyone, everyone forget like Evgeny Malkin. And granted, this wasn't during a time of war, uh, to my understanding. But um, Evgeny Malkin just took all his shit in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. um, I think the team he was playing with was in another country. So that helped. And he got on a plane. People didn't know where he was. And then one day he turned up in a rink in the States. Based on how this is unfolding two games into the season, it seems far more likely that they keep him and make him do this for two years. It's not good. And you can see why the Habs made the decision they did. And you can see why the Flyers made the decision they did. I mean, holy shit, you have a chance to get this talent mm -hmm. at seven there's no i would also say this i think the no montreal world. canadians need to be better before the flyers do yeah because how much fair how much you know montreal fans and and we don't know fully how the roster is going to construct itself so we're not doing any season previews here but if you're a montreal canadians fan you must be looking at okay we've had we had the we had the stanley cup run year we had the devastating next year where nobody played and everybody was injured and it was terrible and we switched coaches halfway through and all all that mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. and then we had last year which had some bright spots but ultimately it was a bunch of young kids and everyone got hurt again yeah but they need to start to show that they need to start to show progress there needs to be a step here and yeah no and yeah. can they wait as Jesse said, can they wait two and a half, three years for Mitchkoff, who, you know, listen, he's playing great in the KHL, seems like a surefire NHLer. But we've seen plenty of guys go in the top 10 that, you know, oh, maybe they're a half a point a game player. They're maybe not electrifying. Adam, he's not playing great in the KHL. He's not, he's playing. not playing in the KHL. <laughs> not playing. What I'm saying is, he did, though. he did, though, last year. 
so I'm what I'm saying is, listen, he, chances are this guy's really, really good, but that's a hell of a chance to take for a time when um, m- most GMs do not last five years. Like, I'm so just, he you're was, drafting for the next guy, probably. He was fourth on his team in scoring last year with 20 points in 27 games. 27 games. The three guys above him, 65, 56, and 55 games. This this kid is a mutant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no scenario where he's not in a an NHL lineup. So do you think the anywhere, Canadians made a mistake by not taking him, though, given their timeline versus Phillies? Well, it, I mean, this is, you know, I'm sure down the line when he's winning heart trophies and putting on a Hall of Fame career, you can isolate this clip and make us look silly. But yeah. the reality of the situation is September 5th, 2023, it looks like his KHL team is going to hold him hostage for whatever reason. Yeah, they're fucking with him. Right. I think I, I think they made the wrong call. in the U.S. It, I think you... I think it's if, relevant that it's the Flyers. If you're drafting that high, you go for skill. And then you figure it out later. I like what Philadelphia did here. I think Montreal should have just taken the chance. Um, but... Reinbacher looks... He looks great. They're so set. And, and... They're so set for the future. Like, they're not there yet, but holy shit. They're close. I don't think anyone's denying that they're I think it's a lot of it's going to depend on how, how Slavkovsky turns out. I think he I think can that's, be like uh, kind of a disappointment and they'd still be good. Right, but are they going to be great? The point is to be great. Yeah, I guess you're right. The point is to be great. Suzuki. And it's not to be great this year. They want to be good this year. Caulfield. But, like, oh, yeah, they got Wayne some Hudson. pieces. Just might. I don't know. It's be an interesting one. I, I, I think this will be that will be an interesting storyline to watch. And, of course, the other thing is we forget that um, – uh, SKA fans want the team to win and they want to see the best players on the ice. So there is pressure there too. Um, there are sports commentators that were like, why is, you know, in Russia, you know, you're not really allowed to speak out on yeah. certain things. But the commentators, in the sports commentators in Russia were like, who is this guy and why is he coaching this team? So I would say that they were actually quite out, out front about the fact that it's like, this is really, we Fucking know what's going on here. Don't say that shit near an open window. True. <laughs> so, okay, let me ask you this. I'm going to switch gears. You guys both play a lot of chill. Yep. Mm-hmm. What was your experience with NHL 23? Um, I played it significantly less than NHL 22. Why? Is just Leo getting older or? Um, no, Leo getting older freed up video game time. Um, Red Dead Redemption exists. Red Dead Redemption exists. Um, it was a busy year. It's just, it was difficult to get the boys together, but also, um, it just it didn't take a step as a game. Jesse, what were your thoughts? On NHL twenty three? Yeah. Uh I didn't have much. I didn't I I thought there was a significant leap in the graphics department. So they, they have a new engine. It was called Frostbite Engine. They implemented it for the first time on on the next gen of consoles, the uh PS five. I think they use that for Call of Duty was, as well, Frostbite. Yeah. I thought so. that was two years ago. Yeah, but this I thought I thought this on NHL 23, you notice a significant uptick in the entire graphics package that okay. NHL 22 had. Okay. Like I think if you if you put them side to side, if you compare the gameplay, uh, animations, and all the little things in the game, 23 was a big leap in you, terms of graphics. From Steve, do you 22. have a PS5? I do now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I yeah. only got it recently. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing, and, right? Is that and Jesse like had PS4 is it's not even comparable anymore. Like you know that's past generations is not even the same level they're very 
all video games are very clearly not trying to make PS4 games good. Of yeah, course. Yeah. But <laughs> it, that, that's, that was the big thing I noticed in terms of a positive. So I thought it was interesting because... Gameplay didn't change that much. I, I haven't played the games for a, a while, uh, and I just it, I, I find them repetitive. Like I just find them be repetitive, unless you're on like a team with a bunch of guys, and mm-hmm. that seems like a lot of fun, right? Like You've got your Dangle Navy team, and um, I love playing with you guys when we get together, and like that, that, that's hilarious, oh, yeah. but, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I think that would be the only reason I would play. And um, I've, Jesse, I've, I've sent you a video here, and this is again, this is if you're if you're hardcore on Twitter in the middle of August, good for you. You've probably already seen this, but EA Sports <laughs> NHL um, provided us an eight minute update. It was the NHL 24 community update. I want you to start it at one minute into this. Okay, uh, so actually, fifty seconds in, they yes. bring in two new developers. They've got guys that are they've got a, a kind of a new set of guys that are, are sort of running the show here. And I'm, there's a couple of clips in here that I want to talk about. Let's start at 50 seconds, Jess. Yeah, so when we talk about community obsessed or community obsession, it's really about putting our players at, at the center, at the forefront of every conversation. And when it comes to looking back at the past, like NHL 23, um, we know it didn't live up to your expectations. Uh, we recognize that. And that's something we definitely are going to try and course correct with NHL 24. Wow. And there's a lot of different feedback that comes through the community. So and and, and you collect a, a lot of it. So I thought it was interesting that they came right out and said, after the first minute, which is just all intro and graphics, uh, didn't live up to your expectations. People aren't stupid. No, they're not. No, that's what drives me nuts about like whenever Batman speaks. Like just once, I would like to hear him be like, you know what, we fell short here. But like he just gaslights the fans on a fairly regular basis. Like people aren't stupid. Like that's that's okay. We all make mistakes. We all fall short. Mm-hmm. Good. Good, good job. So good you're stuff. into that, okay? I'm into this. I, I would want to know what the expectations from the community were on for NHL 23 because I'm not that close in the NHL mm. 23 community. I'd want to know what they fell short of. Well, they do come. They do kind of talk about yeah. that a little bit, and it it does harken back to some of the features that used to be there but disappeared. So let me ask you guys something. Mm. You've played NHL games since. I mean, Steve, we talked about playing NHL 99, right? Uh, like we we've played it forever and ever. 99 was the first one. I what had feature? What do you want out of what do you think most people so I want to know what you want and what most people want out of a good NHL game? Uh, like this is a really minor thing, but I think it would change the game for for so many people. In EASHL, allow it so that A, people can join you mid game. Oh yeah. And yeah. B, you can have players on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should be able to do that. If my kid is freaking out. If my dog needs to be let in, if I got to go to the bathroom, if I got to take a phone call, if I got to do whatever, like our team has more than six people on it, right? So why, why can't we sit on the bench? It's not even necessarily about the gameplay in that regard. It's about the camaraderie and the community. That's a really good idea. Hanging out with the, it's, it just feels like such an easy feature Mm -hmm. to implement. Well, especially if you do career mode where you got to, you can watch the play anyway, when you're on the bench. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It already exists. Yeah. It exists within the game. Those animations, that ability, whatever that code is required to sit on a bench, you can do it. Like, you know how uh, cross console play uh, wasn't enabled. Yeah. Um, some some I, I saw a video during the summer where these NHL players found out how to do it. They like hacked it. They they're like, all you have to do is 
go to this menu and that menu and exit and go back in and then you can you can be a PlayStation person and play against Xbox people. So we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, now that's in the game. Yeah, so we'll come back to that. Part. It was always in the game. But right. it but it, it wasn't, wasn't easily. It was it's like did you guys ever do the thing if you play the old WWE games, you could always um like jailbreak your console and get into the NPC characters and play no. them as wrestlers? Really? Yeah, so like all the guys like Jerry Lawler, you could uh, if he wasn't an NPC if he wasn't a character in the game, like he was just an NPC, you could uh you can find some code and you can play him as a wrestler. I love that. Like Why? all those, all what those a guys great idea. all Why those backstage guys. Just have that. Yeah. Anyway. That's, I love that. Um, so I want you to pick this back up at, at 240 Jesse, but hang on. Mm. I would like to know what you would like most out of an NHL game. Like if you were, if you could add a feature like what Steve talked about, was there anything that, that kind of sticks out to you? I think if you were trying to, cause they want to sell the game every year. Yeah, okay, that's the idea. The they new wanna, cycle. Every every year. every year they come out with a new game, even though it's way too quick. They're, they 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 want to capitalize on the new season, have the roster updates with a whole new game. I think the easiest way to have people come back each and every year is to be able to port over your franchise mode to the next game. Why can you not do that? I don't know. It's like, you know, back in like 2004, you used to be able to buy the NCAA football game. And then how you played in that, you yeah. could port the draft rankings mm -hmm. to your Madden NFL game. And I used to do that. Yeah. So they had a career mode in the NCAA football games and you could have like your individual yeah. character. You create a running back. You play four years at Texas and then you buy Madden and then you bring, you have your save file from the NCAA game. You put it onto your Madden game and your player is now playing the career mode in Madden and all of his stats from the NCAA game carry over and his whole backstory and his whole life. It was incredible. So you know how I just said I recently got a PS5. I was able to port over NHL 23 and my Red Dead, like all my save files, all of that. It just ported over. I picked it up mm -hmm. as if uh, I'd like stuck in a USB key back in the day. But for some reason, you're not able to spend $125 oh, yeah. on, a, on a game and transfer over the, your information. The amount of hours as, as a kid that I would spend in franchise mode. Like, I would, oh, I, yeah. my thing was playing every game. I believe, like, to have a true franchise mode, you're not with allowed you. to sim the game. You got to play every game. I'm completely opposite now. But that's what my thing was as a, as a teen. And I would get, like, three seasons in. That's... 200 plus games that's it you know oh dude like, i got and playoffs and play and playoffs and all that stuff yeah. i must have got eight or nine and i In i would NHL just 2001 i would just love the ability to take that and have that roster save file. Obviously, I don't get all the new players and all that stuff. But if I want to stick in this little world that i created and i get it in the new game i'll buy the new game i i one year nhl 2001 played until there wasn't a single <laughs> real player left yeah I love that. That's awesome. I love that. See, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of what it should be. It should be kind of fun like that. You should be able to do that. Um, none of the EA games allow you to do that. Like I can tell you, the F1 games don't let you do that uh, at all. You have to just start again. 240, they acknowledge something that people have been asking for for years. Go ahead, Jesse. Community wants. And then how can we get that into our product and into our game? Um, using spectator mode as an example, uh, what we want to better understand with our community is what they want out of that feature and then how can we build it so then we're actually delivering upon what they want so rather than us go. Spectator mode is essentially you're in the crowd. Yeah. Which is cool. But I think they should have it on the bench mode too. So, That's a good well, point. You can, you can join a game late. Like if you're just getting off work or whatever, you can join a game in the second period 
uh, watch everyone play, but you cannot join the game. You can only do spectator mode. Yeah. Yeah. So keep going, Jesse, because it gets into something so else. It's not new. No. Oh, spectator mode? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I thought it was new. Sorry. They, my they bad. Might have, they might have made changes to it. Yeah. Right, right. Or like you can... Do you have like Maybe. crowd animation? I would love I that. Be, I think that you can cheer. I would love you bring your own sign. Yeah. Like you build your own avatar. So it, it might be new. Like the the way the way it worked in 23 to my understanding is you can join and you basically just watch one of your teammates feeds. Mm. But if this allows you to join the crowd, yeah, that's a little spicier take. I think that's I, that's what I thought, but maybe I'm right. wrong. It could be wrong. Uh, it should be cool. And, and you could boo your team. That'd, that'd be, be sick. Great. EA owns the Sims. Every sports game they make should be integrated with The Sims. Oh, where, yes! Where you, where you take your Sims player yeah. and they and go they to all, work. They chant in Simlish. I want to hear Ray Ferraro or, or who's who's it now? Cheryl Pounder. Cheryl Pounder. Yeah. I want to hear her. Radadooda. Dimadaba. There should be an option to have her speak Sim. NHL 23 should just be an expansion pack for The Sims. Yes. Yes. Rabadaba, Austin Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, Keep yeah. going. Keep going. From the same point? Yep. They over-engineer and design oh. something that they don't necessarily want. Yeah, nothing worse than building more than what people actually needed at the end of the day to satisfy that, that want or that desire. Yeah, absolutely. So with GM Connected, that's something we haven't publicly addressed for a while now. And But we, what we know, everyone requests it. So how, how do we get to a, a connected franchise mode? Well, first of all, I'm glad we got the G word out in the open and on the table. So, well, we haven't been here that long. Like for the time that we've been here, we've been exploring numerous different ways to try to figure out how to get this mode um, revitalized alive and, and bring it back into the into the franchise. The one challenge, though, when we look back at what GM Connected was when it first came out, is it was a very big mode. And so trying to actually tackle this thing in a single year, it's really tough for us to do. So it's not something we know we can nail in a single cycle the way it was created in the past. If we twist away from the G word and talk about it in a different way, connected franchise is the way we're starting to think about this uh, experience and modernizing it, changing it around and figuring out again what those expectations are and figuring out what are the requirements, what are the things people really want to see in this mode so we reimagine it correctly. We're looking at different things too like multi-year development paths which give us a chance to tackle bigger things. Uh, it won't be in 24 but we're going to continue talking about it. This is sort of opening the conversation and we'll continue talking about this topic and features we go forward. Okay, let's stop. It there. So, so GM Connected isn't in the game. No. Okay. And I thought it was, I'm glad they acknowledged it, but yeah. for those of us that, you know, don't play the hockey games as much as we used to when we were kids, what was GM Connected? Why do people want it bad so, back so badly? Jesse? GM Connected is you could have a franchise mode with other people online. So you're, you, with the three of us could start a franchise mode and we each have a team and we have all of our games on the calendar and we're each playing franchise mode simultaneously in the same franchise mode at home in our separate console. We can do that. We can do that with Formula One. And it used to be in the NHL games. Like, Why would they get rid of that? You could do that. Uh, I guess it was a little feature intensive and they couldn't build it for the future games, but it looks like they're trying to work it but back like, into just, the game. Just leave it? Well, so he's like, he's saying... It was pretty cool. They want to bring... improve on it? Like, just leave it. Yeah. They're saying... They're saying they're going to bring it back, mm -hmm. but it won't be this coming year. And it sounded to me, anyway, like it probably won't be in 25 either. Because it sounded like it's like they're we're just opening the conversation now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it it it's 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 weird that that this is such a big lift. 
when, and he says it, everybody in the community is asking for this feature. That would be my focus. Yeah. That's your one selling point. That's such a good point. Like the gameplay is far better than it used to be. Yeah. The passing, like it went from the game went from like, Hey, just pass it across the crease to somebody score, whatever. And then they changed the passing and the passing was terrible. And then they oh fixed. God. Remember that was it fifteen or sixteen? I can't remember Terrible. what it was. It was unplayable. And then and then they fixed that. And then they remember the quartering used to be so slow too. Like if you, um, that was twenty thirteen. Oh, it's brutal. They took twenty twelve, which was one of my favorite games ever. To twenty thirteen was. Terrible. I was trying to find the, the last year that they had GM connected mode and it was 2013, 2014. So people have been was, asking this for a decade. It was only those two years in the history of uh, the EA franchise that they had GM connected. And it was, it was so cool because it's this other level of fantasy hockey, you know, yeah. it's, it's fantasy hockey on steroids where you're, you're doing it with 20, you could have 29 other people, you know, a group of 30 people just play an NHL franchise mode together and you're all cosplaying as GMs at once. It's, it's incredible. And you can make trades with each other. Yeah. And, you have a whole yeah. universe where you guys are your favorite teams playing GM mode together. And yeah, it was only those two years they had it. That's bullshit. They got rid of it. That sucks. Uh, it's I, a bummer. I wish I got to... I was invited to Vancouver, mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. event that Nasher was at and everything, and I just I couldn't you couldn't go. Couldn't I couldn't justify. I it. couldn't justify the trip. We had just Jesse and I had just gotten back from a secret thing, John that, Boy. That yeah, that yeah. you know about, but uh, <laughs> that we can't talk about that much yet. But we will. Um, yeah, and then it was like literally get home, say hi to my family, go to Vancouver. I was like, I can't do that. Right. Um, uh, I, I wish I could have asked some of these questions. It's interesting because it doesn't seem like it'll be a bad game. Like I think the community is the community. They'll yeah. be excited. And and later on, we could get into it uh, if you want to play it. Mm -hmm. If you could start the video at four twenty, well, it, it does talk about crossplay, so you can you the can hit that part. Play? Yeah. yeah. That social connection pillar. I've got to ask, how is crossplay coming along? As well as other social elements we're looking to add into the game this year. Hockey is an incredibly social game. I think that's the beauty about it. And for us, when we think about our product and our game, we want to develop and start to ensure, well, not start, but we are ensuring that we've got connected experiences all through the game, where we have players interacting with one another, whether it's cooperatively or on a bigger scale, when you have Eshel teams with six players on the ice versus another six uh, on the other team. As we look ahead too, I mean, a strong focus for us is definitely building out the social elements in World of Chell, in Eshel, which then also then translates and connects into our multi-year crossplay. I mean, that's just, I don't know Sorry. if you no, that. No, 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 no one has ever called it that. I, no one has I, ever called it that. I just wanted to know if you'd catch it. Oh my God. Because <laughs> even I know that, and I know I haven't played it in a few years. I My brain is like a magnadoodle right now. And as soon as he said, Eshel, shika, 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 I don't remember a thing he said. Right. Well, because it was a little bit corporate-y. Right? Eshel? Eshel. No one's ever called it Eshel. Yeah. I've never heard that before. That you could keep <laughs> keep playing it. Keep playing it. I don't <laughs> know if I want to. <laughs> no, keep going. What is this? Yeah, I mean, that story, I mean, we started that journey last year in 23. It was going to be too much again to do in a in a single cycle. So we said, okay, this is going to be a multi-cycle feature again. And that was just the reality. So last year we focused on, let's at least get the foundation in place, which is allowing people to have cross-platform matchmaking. So you weren't able to team up, but at least you could finally compete. And then for, for 24, it was like, let's complete the circle. So for 24, like, you know, we're happy that we're actually going to be bringing true cross-play into World of Shell. So finally, you're going to be able to, if you're on Sony 
and I'm on Microsoft are going to finally be able to link up, be on the same team and close that circle, delivering that expectation. So I'm happy that we've been able to do that for this year. And then, you know, it doesn't stop here though, right? Like we want to be able to continue to hammer on this social opportunity, um, find more ways for people to play, whether it's cooperatively or competitively in either existing modes we have, or there might even be new modes we haven't thought about that we add to the game to continue to push this social pillar so you forward. you can pause it there. So my idea, is that not exactly what they're going that for? That sounds a little bit like that. Please do it. Please do it. Please. Which one's my camera? Three? Yeah, you got it. Please do it. Thank you, Maddie. Please do it. Yeah. Just, the, just call it dad mode. Call it whatever you need to parent mode. Whatever. It allows me to leave the couch, leave the game for five minutes. And then think of, think of all the ball busting. You could, oh, I leave for five minutes and you guys give up a three goal lead. You bunch of bums, here I come back to save the day. Come on, man. Come on. It's, it's, you yeah. have spectator mode. Give me the bench. Yeah. Give I, me the bench. I thought you guys would find that interesting because it's just a, a, it's a deep dive into the, and these guys seem relatively new. Mm -hmm. um, they, in the video, I don't know if this isn't, I don't think it's intentional, but they do seem a bit overwhelmed by the task at hand. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like the franchise is, I mean, to start and say we didn't deliver on expectations tells me the franchise is not in a good place. They do come across like Gil from The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, Gil. Oh, Gil's number's yeah. going to come up and we're going to have cross-play. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, want uh, it to I, be good. I, I Like, listen, I, you know, we criticize the NHL games. I, at the end of the day, it, like, it's still a very enjoyable game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Year in and year out. People expect more. They do not have the budget that yeah. the other but EA the, sports games the, have. The problem with that is that everybody, a lot of people play the other games. Yeah. And like, if you look at, I, I the one I play is Formula One. And the the graphics and the change in driving this year, if you're using a controller versus a steering wheel, yeah. the, the controller is so much better now than it used to be. Um, the weather is better. That it, There's so much... There's so much about a Formula One car that you have to tweak in that game if you want to go balls to the wall. Uh, and they have all that. And I know Formula One's like a bigger sport, but I still feel like at the end of the day, maybe they need to realize that everybody else is not just comparing this against last year's NHL game. They're comparing about they're comparing it with FIFA and MLB. Can't. And, it's a little and, unfair. And you NFL. It, but you, you compare if the it game grew... I only compare it to last year's NHL. Yeah. You you know that hockey, but you know that's not how normal not popular people are. Oh, I know. Hockey's I know. not popular enough. It's yeah. just like not. they don't sell enough copies of this game for it to be in this next tier of territory. It's yeah. not GTA. Like you can't compare it to You're that. You're comparing NHL to Madden and FIFA? Like let's have a serious conversation. And Matt, they're, they're not even close. Madden's kind of ass this year. So. Is it bad? Is it? Yeah, they didn't make what it happened? Madden. Yeah, and they probably and, uh, spent five hundred million dollars to make it ass. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, they spent like maybe budgets have nothing to say over this. You know? Maybe <laughs> no matter how much money you have, maybe EA isn't going to make the greatest sports game. <laughs> well, um, they make the best Sims games. They do. I bet they make more, way more money off Sims than they do NHL. Pikadoku. Yeah, yeah, for what sure. Say? Sim speak. Yeah, he knows Simlish. Oh, I thought you were doing like a Puck Doku. You know what? No, that's, that's too close to Puck Doku actual... was the, I know. Yeah. I know, it wasn't my best. It's no. hard to invent gibberish. On what did you spot. do more of this summer, Steve? Did you play more Puck Doku or watch Austin Matthews goal supercuts? Uh, play Puck Doku, actually. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You're um, on it, eh? Dude, it's uh, addicting and uh, it's, it's takes forever. It's humbling. It's humbling. It has, so all, all I look for all summer long 
is just ways to train my hockey brain, basically. Oh, you're in training. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Well, so you're not that, Phil Castle. Oh, I haven't put my skates on all summer. Not me. Not me. I'm in the trenches, Adam. I, I like. I still watched a bunch of goal comps. Let's let's be honest here. But Puck Doku forces you to use your brain. Uh, it does, and it it gets me to dig into little nooks and crannies in there that I didn't know existed. Corbinian Holzer did you do was on my mind in August. Did you do today's? Did I finish? I don't know if I finished today's. Do you want Adam? Do you want to do it? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Right. Let's go. Are we doing it? okay? So I Steve can do it. Uh, Maddie can throw it up on screen. There you go. So I, I, my instant thought is Doug Gilmore, Canadian saver. No, you want to go for a uniqueness. Ah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are gonna do. Doug Gilmore. Also, if somebody can do this for the audio, <gasps> so, no, 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 please. People are listening only; they cannot see what is. Oh, on okay. The so we got the first please square. Tell is, them what is, is happening. The Canadians and the Sabers. Excuse me. You're right, Jesse. Sorry about that. The so, first square is Canadians and Sabers. Josh Georges. Also, the people don't know what it is. It's Pactoku. Well, it's, it's Sudoku. How how you play that? I don't, I'm not going to explain how to play Sudoku because I always thought that was for nerds okay. and I never touched it. <laughs> There's a grid with nine squares, yeah, and you got to say a player that played for both teams or a player who played for a team and had the accomplishment that is listed. So right. the teams we have are Vancouver, Washington, Buffalo, and that's Montreal. the down. Yeah, that's uh, that's the vertical, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then across uh, the horizontal is Montreal, St. Louis, and drafted in the first round. So you got to find drafted in the first round for Buffalo, drafted in the first round for uh, the Capitals, and drafted in the first round for the Canucks. So you want Josh Georges for Buffalo Habs? Mm-hmm. Do it. Punching it. Oh, go, you this. go ahead. You go ahead. Do I'm it. doing this. Yeah. All right. Adam, so help me. This better be good uniqueness. Twelve percent. Oh. That's a. I thought Tw- that twelve oh. isn't bad. That's not that's, hey, but Steve, I've seen you in like the two percent. Who would you have given that to? Well, well, so that's a hard one. So, what what I was realizing today is it feels like very often a puck doku is built around a single player. Okay. Because you come up with a player's name and you realize they can apply to almost every square. Habs Sabers, noted Alan Walsh client Yaro Halak. Oh yeah. Habs Capitals. Noted Alan Walsh client Yaro Halak. <laughs> Habs Canucks. Noted Yarrow. Alan Walsh client Yaro Halak. Blues Capitals. Noted Alan Walsh client Yaro Halak. Could you just put Yaro Halak for all of yeah. them? Yeah. Almost all of them. Can you no, no, it? but can you is actually that do that? Is that allowed? No. So you can only answer a player once. Oh. Okay. So pick I, Halak one. For Capitals Blues, I'm gonna go with Noted Alan Walsh client. Nathan Walker. Ooh. Two percent. Uh, outstanding. That's wow. Wow. Let's go. So he's the Australian. Yes, he is. And he's a former guest on Agent Provocateur. Yes, he is. So we can put Halak, I mean, basically anywhere, Adam. Where where do you want to put him? Well, where do, where do you think we're gonna I think we save Halak for a spot that we can't guess. Where would he be the most rare? Yeah. yeah. I feel like no one remembers he was a saber. I can't I couldn't I didn't remember Did that. Did you say he was a Canuck? Yep. I don't remember that. He was one. didn't he back up? It was not two years ago. Uh, was, he backed up. Was it Braden Holtby? Yeah, wasn't it? And yeah. then it I was would a do, really forgettable I would do season. Canuck Halak. I think that's more rare. That's unique. See, now here's the other problem that we often face: the Canucks are a Canadian team, and a lot of Canadians play this. Mm. So I intentionally avoid former Leafs when I can, 
because I know a lot of Leaf fans play this game, mm-hmm. former Habs as well. Mm-hmm. So it's what's it going to be, boys? Is okay. So we got Blues. Is it going to be Sabers or Canucks? My vote well, is Sabers. Think, uh, Adam, you're the tiebreaker because I said Canucks. What do you want? Shit, I already, I already know of Saber and Blue. Um, fuck. Let's do let's well, do what, Canucks. Who's I'm gonna yours? say Canucks. Who's yours? Well, because you a Saber and a Blue, but this will be picked is Ryan O'Reilly. That's an easy. That's one. an easy yeah. one. Yeah, and that won't be unique, right? Right. But what about Tage Thompson or whoever else was oh, involved shit. in that trade? I forgot he was a Blue. Well, yeah, you got traded with Ryan for Ryan O'Reilly. I feel like every Buffalo fan would know that. Yeah, yeah. but how many Buffalo fans are playing? Put him in. Okay, so. we're gonna do Tage. All right. This this one engage the Tage. See thirteen. Ah, sorry, uh, it's better. So, than... so we'll do Halak for Blues Canucks. Sure. Yeah. I'm That's sure this be is crazy. wonderful listening. I'm sure this is great. Boom. Eight <laughs> percent. That's not All bad. Right. Under right. ten. Under ten. Especially under 10. with the Canuck thing. That's good. All right. Now, Canadians Capitals. Who has played for the Canadians and the Capitals? That is super unique. That that nobody remembered. Ch- Chad Kilger. S- Chad Kilger. I don't remember him. Try Man Chad Kilger. So, uh, okay. Please don't be incorrect. I hate you! Is it incorrect? It yeah. Incorrect. No, Which, <laughs> incorrect counts for 100. Oh. <laughs> I don't know this shit. I don't so, know. <laughs> we could have looked it up, guys. So now, no, that's cheating. Why is that cheating? <laughs> Here, I'll risk being wrong, too. Because I don't know if this is correct. Where did Chad Kilger play? Not <laughs> there. I know. No. Wait, how do you spell Devonte? Oh, it was just the Blackhawks. Okay. Devante. How do you spell Blackhawks, Leafs, Oilers, Canadians. Devonte Smith belly? Yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh yeah, you spelled this one wrong. Ah, oh, that was a good oh, one. Wow. See, I, oh wow. So I answered that. I did not remember, without a shadow of a doubt, that he was a hat. I knew he was a capital, obviously. It was it for a hot minute, though, wasn't it? It wasn't long. It was not long. Um. Okay, Canucks. Played for the Canucks, played for the Canadians. Have we answered Halak yet? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> played for the Yeah, that would have been a good one. Played for the Canucks, played for the Canadians. There's also the first rounds. Well, I know. I figured we'd get to we'll those. Save that. Those would be easier. Yeah. yeah I wish gone. I remembered who I did. Did I even finish the game? I don't even know if I finished the game today. Mm-hmm. The problem is, like, I'll do it first thing in the morning like a psycho. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> <laughs> like why? Why? Who does well, that? Well, that's how you warm up your brain. Canucks have. Oh, anybody? you know who I answered? Um, and I won't cheat by answering someone different. Trevor Linden. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's a good one. And my hope. Is- hold on, hold on. Naslin wasn't Naslin a Canadian? Marcus? Marcus Naslin. No, 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 no. Hold that's on. Matt Naslin. That's Matt Naslin. Naslin. Jesse. No, do no, 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 no. Why? Matt. Why? We know it's wrong. Is but it we- Matt's or Marcus? It's neither. Marcus <laughs> played for the Canucks. Matt's played for the Habs. Do not. Hold on, hold on. No, no, let's find someone else. Let's find someone else. Let's not do Trevor Linden. That's too... Aw, oh, 8%. It's good. Ish. It's fine. Adam, Adam, check your I'm Linden. Checking, I'm fucking checking. You were going to be incorrect. I want to know. I want to know. Oh, it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. I ought to beat you. All right. <laughs> Unique first round picks for the Sabres. Caps and Canucks. Darren Poopa for the Sabres. Was he drafted in the first round by the Sabres? Yes. And I know that because of something I had to research this summer. Oh, incorrect! Incorrect! Steve Told you. He was drafted by the Sabres, but he never played a game for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I was gonna say wow. I was gonna go easy with the Sabres first rounders because wow. I don't think I don't know how I don't know many of them, but like I was gonna say like Gilbert Perot or something like that. Like or like middle stat. Or middle stat. I'm fucking pissed. This is a nightmare. Yep. I'm oh. glad the segment is over. Keep going. No, do not keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. That was bad. Uh, oh, well. That was bad. That was yeah. horrible. Average score, 7.5. Okay, so oh, and our score seven. Was seven. Just yeah. a little below average. So, okay, here are the most common answers. Josh George's, fuck. Ryan O'Reilly, Jack Eichel for Sabres first Ryan. rounder. Uh, Habs Capitals, Lars Eller, Blues Capitals, TJ Oshie, drafted first round Capitals, Alex Ovechkin. Habs Canucks, Tyler Toffoli. Oh, I forgot. He, yeah, that's right. Blues Canucks, Ryan Miller. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's surprising to me. And uh, drafted first round. Uh, I th- Is that Henrik or Daniel? It's one. of. It's just, difficult to tell. Just write like, Sedin. I feel like it looks like, oh, it is Daniel. I thought it looked like Daniel. So I like when you can go and you can see the most unique answer. Yeah. Bob Daly. Who? <laughs> Brad Ferentz was a first round Rick pick. Rick Lands. <laughs> wow. Bill Durlago, former Leaf. Michael Petit, also a former Leaf. He was a first-round pick of the... Oh. Builder Lego was picked, like, fourth overall. By Jean, Jean-Guy Tal- Talbot. Talbot. Uh, Daryl Shannon, I remember. Pat Hughes. Larry wow. Mickey. See, Brad here's Brown. The whole point is no one remembers these. So, like, I don't even recognize a lot of these Oh, names. Tom Curvers. That's for... That's, who uh, are the three people who said Daryl Shannon? Probably cheaters. Sabres fans. Cheaters. 100% cheaters. cheaters. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There's a lot of honesty you got to show yourself. Hey, the show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, listen, we talked about it before. Therapy is a very important part of all of our lives. And one of the things that I think happens this time of year, and I can remember it because I still get the feeling in my gut, is that it's it's not a school anxiety, but it's like a it's like a fall anxiety. Like, oh, the, the fun part's over. Now we got to get back to work. Right. The, could you call it the summer scaries? Yeah, I think you could. <laughs> yeah. I think you could. A little bit. One of the things that you're going to have to do uh, is get back to your schedule, get back to the grind. And it's not always the most fun thing. Um, and it's little stresses like that um, that can build up over time. And this is where therapy comes in great because the things that you are afraid of, sometimes the the best thing to do is just to say it out loud to somebody who's like a neutral party. That's what I've loved about therapy. That's why we think better help can help you. Um, if you want to get a break from your thoughts, BetterHelp is definitely worth the try. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime, no additional charge. And, of course, the, the, the other way is you know, not everybody feels comfortable looking at the person when they're talking. So it can be over phone. It can be over text. Um, you can get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SDP today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash SDP. All right. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but David Kampf uh, ran a marathon uh, this summer and he was wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs t-shirt. Hey. Uh, which is cool. Um, so he has the passion. Uh, Phil Kessel to Toronto. Stop. Now, stop. Uh, sure. Elliot Friedman did report that Phil Kessel wants to play. He's open ending the, 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 the Ironman streak and you would expect him to be, right? It kind of makes sense. Like, if you want to keep playing, you can't have it both ways, right? I mean, that's how Keith Yandel's ended. Right. Iron Man streaks uh, very rarely get the ending you hope for. Because Cogliano, 
Oh, that hun- was hundreds stupid. and hundreds of games, and he got suspended. Yeah, stupid. Yandel was healthy scratch because he, I don't know, he wasn't good anymore. He wasn't good anymore. But they were. But also the team he was playing for stunk, so it was kind of weird that. Kind of weird. Yeah, the guy he was scratched for, like you could have just played him somewhere else in the lineup. Yeah, Phil Kessel was hel- was healthy scratched like twenty times in a Stanley Cup playoff run. Like, that's uh, kind of tough. Yep. Yeah, it sucks. Like. Uh, not to be a dick, but does anyone still count it? Like it is, it's legitimately an Iron. It's a Man regular streak. season streak. That's where it exists, Fart. and I think we all agree that the NHL has two different seasons. They are regular season and playoffs, That's and they are true. completely different games from season to season. But Phil Kessel played four playoff games. Yep, this past playoffs. You like, know, when is it pushed to the breaking point? Okay, Kessel skates for one shift to keep the streak alive. Eh, that's cheeky. Ah, it was for the birth of a child. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can yeah, that's awesome. I can sure. I can get behind that. Ah. Ah? Ah. All right. But I mean, if he's open to ending it anyway, to me it's ended. Like it's done. He's he was he was healthy scratched in the playoffs and he's open to ending it. That means it's done. Do you know what they should do? Healthy scratch from first game of the season. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Get it over. Yeah, you know what? You should sign with the Blue Jackets then. Mike Babcock loves to scratch veterans. Damn, in the first you're game. right. Uh, he should. <laughs> I honestly like. I think this would be the worst experience of Phil Kessel's life. But I think he should sign with the New York Rangers because they need help on the right. They oh. don't need to get older. They, they are pretty old. They've, That's true. They've went from like a good little young core around a bunch of middle-aged guys to just they're just old. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's... And a couple of prospects that haven't worked out the way they hoped. Yep. Like, what's what's Kessel going to sign for? Oh, 750 grand. He's going to have to sign, like, league men and be a healthy scratch. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's PTO'd. I don't know if he's going to get a contract. I think he's going to have to earn... He's going to have to earn that. So, every story I've ever heard a player tell about Phil Kessel, I'm just imagining him talking to his agent going, fuck off with these PTOs. I'm not fucking doing it. Give me a contract or fuck off. I bet that's how it's going to (laughs) go. Now, uh, a lot of people said, listen, the Iron Man streak started in Toronto. Wouldn't it be fitting if it ended here? It's first game of the season. Sheldon Keefe, healthy scratch. And we do not give him the same treatment as we gave Mike Babcock. Well, because it's different circumstances. Yeah, it's completely different. I am shocked he played all 82 games in Vegas. I, right, you know, yeah. Like looking back on the season and how good they were, he was in the game. He was in the lineup every single game, and that's Bruce Cassidy. And then when it mm-hmm. mattered, they said, "You know what? We're going to start our actual best lineup." Right. Yeah. So what were you doing for eighty-two games? So playing him eight minutes a night. The the Toronto Scored stuff. Fourteen goals. Yeah. The Toronto stuff. It's not as silly as you might think. It's not going to happen, but it's not as silly as you might think. Because I feel like all three times he won the cup, he brought it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He's not he, from here. He's he, not even Canadian. I know, but he loves it here. He but played he the most amount here. of his games in his career here, 441. And he, uh, I remember when he even sold his condo, he took a picture from it. He's going to miss this place. Like he was, he loved it here. Isn't the story like he used to tip the, the cleaning ladies like crazy? I heard he ate a bunch of hot dogs. And he ate a bunch of hot dogs. 
every day oh after God. practice, he stopped it in one little. Blah, blah, blah. I remember with that the way that story was written, like this punchy little beginning. Like, do you remember? Here's this fat little NHL player who scored a billion goals. Stop! Stop! But he's I not already fat. love him. You yeah. don't need to. T- <laughs> remember when we went to the stand and got our hot dogs? Yeah. Oh, before yeah. we recorded the pod that day, I remember yeah. we had. I remember that, and I remember Justin Bourne was on either that day or a couple shows later, and he was like, "Big freaking deal! Those guys burn like 1,200 calories a day. Like, who cares?" <laughs> also, wasn't true. It also wasn't true, which is also strange. I saw a TikTok about like the diets of uh, NBA players. Like, oh, the the candy, the candy. obsession. Yeah. The yeah, the Dwight the, Howard. Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. You you told like, that story years ago. Yeah, way back when. And you're yeah. like, well, that's why he keeps getting hurt. <laughs> he he <laughs> yeah. has like twenty thousand Skittles a day. Or yeah, and then like there was that. a new one that came out last week, week before, about the NBA players and their candy obsession. That's wild. It yeah. is nuts. It's nuts. Um. So you don't think Phil Kessel to Toronto makes sense, huh? Ah, uh, it does and it doesn't. Uh, Do you, would you would you get nostalgia vibes or would you give a shit? Do you care? Are you beyond the nostalgia thing because we've seen that for three straight seasons and it's never worked? Like Spezza was the best example of it working. It worked out great with Jason Spezza. Wayne Simmons, I think, was a, a really feel good story. And if you hadn't had that wrist injury that first year, he was on fire. You know, Thornton was. A nice name to add, but he didn't like he his play was not great. I uh, Giordano's been good. It, I think if your team has trouble keeping it light, why not bring in Phil? I don't think the Leafs have that problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they might have a problem getting it heavy. <laughs> I mean, he might help keep it light in the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I was always under the belief that Max Domi would never be a Toronto Maple Leaf because it would be too much having the Domi name back in Toronto. I think he's built for this. And I thought they would always try and avoid that as an organization because that's kind of been the vibe of this tenure of Lee. Since Tim Laiwecki has been here onwards, it's been like no one is bigger than the Crest. And I thought bringing in a Domi to play in Toronto would have been against the ethos that the Toronto Maple Leafs have set. And I'm surprised that he wants to be here long term as well. Yeah. So now that they've... It's just a, it's a lot to live up to. Okay. Now that they've gone in this direction where they are bringing him in, he's going to sign here and well, he signed here and he might sign here long term. He might get an extension the day after his first fight. Right? Like, <laughs> he might go beat somebody up in the first period of the first game and sign a eight-year, eight, eight times yeah, eight, you know? He'll violate the CBA. <laughs> Fuck it. So just, knowing it. that they're okay with this, I could see them maybe bringing Phil. I don't think anything is, is out of the realm of possibility with the Leafs now because they're doing something like this. Now, Jesse, there's many, many uh, fans of teams that aren't the Leafs in, with Drew at the, the spearhead are probably screaming, but they're $13 million over the cap. Yeah, cap schmap. Cap schmap. Yeah, I still matter. don't think they're done. No, I don't think they're done either. They're t- it's they're, That decor is too weird. It's too weird. The John Klingberg edition still does not make any sense to me unless he's completely overhauled his game this summer and has become defensively responsible, which I have a hard time believing. Can I, like with John Klingberg, like, listen, number one, everyone has told me I'm going to hate watching him, and I believe you. I believe you that I will hate watching him. Uh, A defensive, or sorry, an offensive-minded defenseman give the puck away constantly and be the result of many goals. Remember I made a video about Simone Benoit? And everyone was like, why the fuck did you make a video about Simone Benoit that 65,000 of you watch? By the way, you sick canines. Simone Benoit was John uh, Klingberg's most... Uh, played with partner. Most played with partner last year. 
And everyone's like, he's, you know, he's not an NHL guy. It's only because he was in Anaheim. Do we think that has anything to do with the fact that Klingberg stunk last year? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know he had his flaws in Dallas as well, and then he was traded to Minnesota halfway through. But we don't think Klingberg's numbers being beneath the Earth's crust had anything to do with he played with a sub-NHL Well, I, I think that that for sure has a, a part to play. On the Ducks! But, but you the still should Ducks. be able to distinguish a good player from a not good player, even with, you know, with advanced stats. That's the whole point of advanced stats, is to find the diamonds in the rough. And... Yeah, but... Dude, if you put... Okay, this is an honest question. You put Connor McDavid on the Ducks, so they make the playoffs? Well, he looks sadder than he already looks. Probably. Connor does have a sad resting face. I'm not saying he's sad, but he does have like a I'm upset look. Yeah. Could but, Connor McDavid drag the 2022 Anaheim Ducks to the playoffs? No. That's a good question. I think it's a great question. And I think it's a no. <laughs> I think it's a no. But I don't think there's enough be, defense and goaltending to make up for Dude, they were garbage. They, they were bad. Were really, really bad. Is there a right-handed defenseman in the NHL that could have gotten the Ducks to the playoffs? Like, so forget McDavid. Could Kale McCarr have gotten the Ducks to the playoffs? No, no. Not one single player is turning that team around. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And like, and with respect, John Klingberg's not that guy. Mm-hmm. There was a time where we thought, oh, maybe he's got shades of that. No. No. Mm-hmm. Not even close. They had a less than double-digit regulation wins by the end of January. They were the worst team in the league. I don't care what the standings say. I want to see. How Did they finish that? No, it was Chicago, right? Yeah. They finished with regulation wins thirteen. Fuck! Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know, there's 82 games, right? Look at the goal differential. They had 13 wins in regulation, and they still and didn't get the I first overreact- overall pick. Yeah, and people said I overreacted to the Leafs blowing a three-one lead and losing to them. Absolutely not. They stunk. Yeah, they're Ooh. trash. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Connor McDavid isn't helping that. No. no. <laughs> I mean, he's helping. He's helping. He's helping. Oh, he's helping. Yeah. The goal differential might be like closer to Arizona's at negative 71. <laughs> if Connor McDavid's on that got, team. Yeah, McDavid's defensive metrics. Oh, they're, they're, they're yeah, terrible. You know what? Needs to be a points. student of the game. Fuck. Needs to be a student of the game like Ovechkin. They finished um, the season 08-2 as well. They oh, just, my God. They gave up by the end of they, it. I have never seen a team... <laughs> Who loved hockey less? Oh, than, they were than de- the after Christmas Anaheim. They Ducks. were depressing to watch. Like even you could see it on Dallas Egan's face. It was like I'm. I know I'm not gonna be here. Yeah, mm. I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to that Sportsnet panel in round two you, or or round one because uh, that's gonna be the most fun I have this year. They had 82 games and about 50 public skates. It was dude. It was <laughs> oh, terrible. Jesus. It was terrible. <laughs> 50 public skates. Dude, they were terrible. <laughs> they left uh, Zegers a lot of time to spend with Dixie. They Their top score didn't hit Magic 70 points. One. Hey, Dixie. Let's go. Yeah, yeah well, uh, in the spring for sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did we get here? I, You know, I'm just chatting. Just chatting away. So it's all right. We're out of, if it seems like we're out of practice, we are. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, it seems like uh, Twitter is down. Uh, and it's a shame because okay. I had something that I was going to use, but I have to pull it directly from Twitter uh, what is or Twitter, X. Adam? I think it's good for yeah, it's uh, and it's down, so I can't pull it. <laughs> um, but we'll save it for tomorrow's show because we have a show coming tomorrow. Um, also, I wanted to ask you guys a, a quick thought. Um, it's sort of gone away now, but James Harden 
coming out and calling Daryl Morey, the a president liar. and general manager of the Sixers, who also had him in Houston, a liar, and that he would never play for him again. I just thought, like, it's kind of crazy how dramatic the NBA can be. And if that was somebody, if somebody said that in hockey, that was like star or a star on the wane, like James Harden is, I feel like it would be the story for the year. Whereas that's just the story of the week in the NBA. I'm trying to think, and th this is the worst thing, but I'm trying to think of like an NHL equivalent. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Twitter's back up. I get, I'm going gonna, I'm to run this thing. Whoa. Isn't that I, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Brett Hall used to be like that. If you look up some of the old Brett Hall quotes, like especially stuff he used to say about Mike Keenan, crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah, but everyone's he, like, ah, screw that guy. And into the dead puck era, he's like, the NHL game's so boring now. It's so boring. I can't believe how boring it is. And he was the guy saying it, and everyone's like, oh, Brett, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff with him. But, yeah, no, he was very um, correct. This is what I wanted to bring up, and I've been saving these some of these links for a long, long time. Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, the Arizona Coyotes, out of nowhere. Because remember, at the end, you know, two months ago, when we were ending our last season, mm -hmm. the Arizona Coyotes were a massive story. You know, why are they going to have an arena? Are they going to move to Kansas City? Are they going to move to Houston? What's going to happen? Yeah, because the new arena they wanted to build got denied, right? That's right. Yeah. So sometimes there's so much news, there's none. Yeah. And that's how I look at that team. I'm so, like, okay, like come to me when you have something solid. Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, the Arizona Coyotes issued the following statement today. By the way, I don't know why they needed to say that because they already had the date and it said for immediate release. And then the first line of the press release on the Coyotes website is the Arizona Coyotes issued the following statement today. Mm. So okay. that's the point of the date at the top of the statement. But anyway, we can confirm that Coyotes owner, chairman, and governor Alex Morello has executed a letter of intent to purchase a parcel of land located in Mesa, Arizona mm -hmm. to be the potential site for the sports arena and entertainment district for the club. The Coyotes remain committed to building a, the first privately funded sports facility in Arizona history and ensuring uh, the Valley as the club's permanent home. In addition to this uh, property in Mesa, the club will continue to explore other potential sites in the East Valley. So a letter of intent. Yeah. That's is, like a, that's like a promise ring in terms right, of real estate. Is it right next to the monorail? <laughs> well, here's where it gets. This don't, is, be, don't be mean. This is where it gets wild. We appreciate the tremendous support we've received from many communities, elected officials, community leaders. Also want to thank Gary Bettman and Bill Daly for their steadfast support, blah, blah, blah. And the recognition that uh, and for the recognition that Arizona is a tremendous hockey market, which it could be. Yes. Mm -hmm. It yes. could be. The fact that they have fans at all means it's tremendous. Yes. This is where I, I, I just thought, I'm like, what are they doing? This is this reads to me like um like Libya in the mid-90s in terms of just like some random autocrat who's like, uh, our country is the best in the world. Libya. Uh, our, incredibly, wow. our incredibly loyal and passionate fan base is extremely excited about our team with the incredible additions we've made this summer, including Matt Dumba. Great addition, by the way. They have made some really good ones. Jason Zucker, Alex Kerfoot, Nick Bustad, Troy Stetcher, and Sean Dursey, and the top prospect in the world, Logan Cooley. Sorry, did they put the top prospect in the world? Yes. Our incredibly loyal and passionate fan base is extremely excited about our team and the incredible additions we've made. So there's incredible is in that, in that twice, which you shouldn't do. Our incredibly loyal and passionate fan base is extremely excited about our team and the incredible additions. 
made this summer, including Matt Dumba, Jason Zucker, Alex Crowfoot, Nick Bukestad, Troy Stetcher, Sean Dursey, and the top prospect in the world, Logan Cooley. Does like, Connor McDavid not exist? Like he's or, or, or Connor, Connor Bedard. Bedard. Oh, sorry. It's Connor, McDavid. Connor Bedard. They both do, Jesse. Yeah. No, like, listen, Logan Cooley's going to be really, really good. He is. He's going to be a star. Top prospect in the world. Top prospect in the organization. No, nah, he's Shh. in the world. But Bedard. No. Fucking shut up. Uh, in order to ensure our fans and uh, fans in waiting can experience mullet magic and the most exciting environment in the NHL, the Coyotes are very pleased to make available a number of single-game tickets starting this Friday, August 11th. We will have no further comment at this time. Here you go. Um, the Arizona Coyotes uh, are semi-justified in making their statement. Elite Prospects ranks the top prospects in the NHL, and they are going with Logan Cooley, Luke Hughes, Shane Wright, uh, and Simon Nemich. Where is Bedard? So there you go. They don't count Bedard yet, I guess, based on where the prospects end at the end of last season, so the new ones haven't come in yet, so you don't count Bedard. And that and is and all a that. real splitting is, of the hairs. This is top prospects in the NHL. Elite prospects ranks Logan Cooley number one. But and this, that's great this, for Logan because I think he deserves it. But yeah. This came out in August? I don't know. It's their, this, cur- it's their rankings as of right now. Yeah, and the press release from the Coyotes came out August 9th. There you go. We give so the Coyotes. They are they are getting very specific with it. <laughs> we give them far more airtime than they deserve. <laughs> it's pretty I'm, much. I just thought dude, that was pretty. <laughs> like, yeah. Hockey in Arizona should exist. Yes. They should have an NHL team. It is a great market. It is just about finding an arena situation that works for the entire fan base and can sustain a long 20, 50, 100-year run in Arizona, but they have not found it no, yet. No, Jesse, they have. They day. have intended via letter to find it. I hope one day they, they find it. I hope it's in Scottsdale. That'd be the most fun. Uh, oh, the golf. Outside, from an outsider looking in, it'd be cool if it was in Scottsdale. You know, but um, the, they'll, they'll find it hopefully one day. What's the, the thing CJ said? I, I thought it was brilliant. It was like if they were to take the Coyotes away from Arizona, the next market up <laughs> for the NHL yes. to look for an expansion team would be Arizona. Yes. That's why it makes sense to keep doing all this stuff to make it work. Because they a team should be there. Literally get a fucking building. Get, like, a, get a plot of land. Get a... No. no. How about write your intent to buy a plot of land? Just, Could I yeah. do the same thing? Yeah, you just intend it. How much would it cost for me to also write a letter of intent to buy land in Mesa. Well, it depends on... You probably want a real estate lawyer to do it. Okay. And if you're going for like a partner level to, to write a letter, it's about 500 bucks an hour. But if you want like a junior associate, you could be to like 100 to 150 bucks an hour. So it costs you 150 bucks. Oh, shit. Because you don't need a partner to write a letter of intent. Junior clerk should be... Or junior lawyer should be able to do All that. All right, look out, coyotes. I'm coming. <laughs> Not, you think you're putting the arena there? <laughs> nuh Steve Dangle also intends Me, to write. <laughs> who's excited for the new go-kart track. In Mesa. In Mesa. I love wherever it. Wherever the fuck. Yeah. Come on, man. Anyway, I just thought that was a press release that deserved a, a, a quick look. Uh, and no disrespect to Logan Cooley or any of the incredible additions. It just seems to be like it's a little bit of a puff piece. Logan Cooley would be like me. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, third overall pick from two years ago. He's, he's going to be extremely, extremely good. But Connor Bedard is... Uh, I'm fairly certain not a human. I mm-hmm. think he might be from space. Let's do the press conference for the first time this season. Let's Ooh. go. Oh, let's go. Uh, 
to give some more credence to the Arizona Coyotes rankings. Stop. Uh, Rachel Dory's top five drafted prospects in the NHL right now. If you take out everybody from the 2023 draft, so you take out Bedard, Fantilli, Mitchkoff, and Leo Carlson. That's not how it works, guys. Logan Cooley is number one. So if you take out all the guys ahead of Logan Cooley, he's number one. Well, if you count it from the day before the 2023 draft and you're ranking top prospects drafted, we're not. Logan Cooley is number one. I hate these guys. <laughs> I just fucking please shut up. Please get a building. Do you, do you have a problem? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem at all. Uh, all right. All right. Let's I go, see Jesse. Steve Dangle's official ranking of the top prospects in the NHL. I do. Actually, I want Steve and the hockey guy to go head to head, and I want to know who ranks Logan Cooley higher. Ooh. Is he number one or is he one plus? I mean, he's top five. Yeah, he for sure is. He's, and that's but he's above number one. He's, cl- he's clearly the greatest prospect in the world. No. <laughs> okay, <it's> Jesse. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> is Logan Cooley the greatest NHL player ever? Already. He might be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's For consider sure. it. <laughs> For sure. All right. This is from. That, that, by the way, that arena in Mesa uh, that they intend to build is already the greatest arena in the NHL. Oh, good. It's a top prospect arena. <laughs> Fuck off. Top prospect of all arenas. I intend to make it good. Ugh. I intend to enjoy it. Um, this question. I can't wait for the Leafs to go zero and two against them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're just gonna get dunked on. Oh my God. <laughs> I asked for questions on Twitter. You guys responded. So this one's first up from Daniel Burt at Mister Teacher Guy thirty four. What's your highlight of your summer? Mm. Adam, Ooh. start at the end. Work our way down. Highlight of the summer. Uh well I guess does uh today was pretty cool um but I guess it's not technically summer I mean it's technically summer but you know what I mean like once Labor Day is over it's like we're into the school year um highlight of the summer I think it to be honest with you it was the amount of time I got to spend with family because I've been doing that you know the morning thing be TV or radio forever um I actually got to see my family this year you know and I got to be I got to Stupid. sleep. A little bit, and and I feel like rested and ready to go, and excited and pumped for hockey. Uh, it's the first time in a long, long time that I felt that way. So I think that that was for me selfishly. Just the schedule change was amazing. Ooh. It's not that we didn't work because we worked behind yes. the scenes, but yes, um, it just it was just nice to not have to get up at four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right, right, eh? Which sucks. It just sucks. It does. It shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> It shouldn't be allowed. No, it sucks. It shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> uh, um, uh, you want me to go next, Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just like it's. I like. There's not one moment, right? Like you win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oh, you love me. You really love me. Um, <laughs> spent a lot of time in the water. <laughs> spent a lot of time in the water. Uh. Did some kayaking. Oh, oh that was the next question. Did some kayaking. That was the next question from uh, Pat Plum Pappy. Did Steve use his kayak once, once this summer? Once this summer. Uh, <laughs> s- uh, several times. Several okay, times. Uh, got on the paddleboard too. And here's, I, I'm like, so I'm genuinely proud of this accomplishment because like between being 35 overweight and my back is shit. Yeah. Um, I've rebuilt my back to a point where I was able to go on a paddleboard with Leo sitting on the paddleboard and just going around didn't fall off once bone dry love it 
Yeah, so I was I was very happy about that. Um, that kid has no fear of the water. Uh, loves swimming. Got to spend a lot of time with him doing that. Um, and uh, Sarah Louise's family. Uh, some of them came over from Scotland. Oh, I love that. I love that. So it's that your it's your turn next year to go over there, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. Never, never been on a flight with Leo. No. Oh yeah, yeah. The child. Oh, flight. he's never been on a plane, right? I don't think he's been on a train. He's, he's never. He's been on the go train. I don't think so. We guys, you guys have been to Jay's games. We drove. Oh, both times. Yeah, or, because yeah. because oh yeah, I don't even know if <laughs> what I don't even know if we told you this. So I missed Leo's first Jay's game, which was last summer, yeah. to go to uh, Adam and Natalie's not wedding. I was there. Mm. Was I not? At the Jays game? You guys gave me Jays tickets because you couldn't go. No, uh, that wasn't it. That was that was supposed to be Leo's first game, was it not? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. And we couldn't go. And then his actual first game, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, getting home from Vegas. Sorry, Henderson. Ah, and, of course. <laughs> uh, then it had to go to Adam's not wedding. Um, but this year... We drove because it's a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen with a three-year-old. Dude, we're driving down Front Street. We're right in front of your old place. And he's just like, I need to go poo. Oh. <laughs> and we happen to have the potty in the car. Oh, thank so God. So this kid is just... Oh. Is it like the middle of the, the, like a park or something nearby? It wouldn't be any... They're, they're, I mean, listen, that's right by the park. Well, yeah. that park, a lot of people shit in that park. I'm so, not going to lie. So, so he, he rocks a dump right in the back of the car oh no oh, in the God. car well what were we gonna do just do it out do it out just the, put the potty on front street sure why not? absolutely not just blank it up <laughs> blank it around absolutely i didn't have time to, to like build him something oh my god that's so, so gross so here wait this is i think Leo I'm so shit gross. in his potty in, in the car in the car he did it more than once this summer too Twice, Adam. Are we gonna tease him about this when he's oh, yeah. like eighteen? Oh, 100%. oh yeah, yeah. 100%. No, That's no, going no, on wait. It gets speech. better. It gets better though. It gets better. So he takes a dump. We have uh, doggy bags, thank God. Or no, we didn't have doggy bags. So you know what we did? Oh. I went into my glove box. The manual for the car was still in the plastic. Bag. So you used the plastic bag. <laughs> I thought you used the manual. I was we like, used- shit. No, 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 no. So we we put the the. Uh, all of that in the plastic bag. I'm walking over to the garbage can and I hear from behind me, Steve. And I go, Oh Jesus Christ. I turn around and it's Steven Ellis from the hockey news. Oh, and he's wow. with someone and he extends his hand to shake mine. And I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> we hadn't met before. And I'm yeah. like, ah, you don't want to shake my I'm hand. I'm not going to be poopy fingers. No, with you. No, no, it's no, always no, no, awkward no. when you have to do that, by the way. And you're like, I, you have to turn down a handshake. It's weird. And I was like, yeah, uh, uh, sorry. I'll explain later. And so like on the way home, I'm like, Mike, uh, Mike Stevens. I was like, I need Stephen Ellis' Ellis's number. phone number so I can explain why I didn't shake his hand in front of his friend. Um, so, yeah, it was a great summer. I like that. <laughs> Jesse, what about you? Do you have anything that... Did you shit in a car? Or no. Shit no, in a car? No, William Matar. shit in a, uh, in a potty on Front Street. It's freeing. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, um, I would never... Oh, Toronto's so filthy. Absolutely not. No. No, I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. Uh, there, listen, there were no good options. Vacation in the Bahamas was fun, but like, um, we did some fun content this summer, um, which is kind of different because you're usually Steve. You're usually not free to do stuff like that, you know. The golf, 
uh, with the, with your Sportsnet stuff. And Adam, I hope you can make it out next year or the next one that we do. Um, I'm such a bad golfer. I. Oh. But I was uh, even that. I'm talking about like we went to John Boy and we were in. Oh, one of that! I want to do that. In yeah, the yeah. warehouse. Yeah, uh, Steve and I went to go do that. That was unreal. Um, the time we had there, and yeah, like, even like up until end of August, Steve and I. Steve came out to one of the Jesse verses that we shot, where we have uh, Coach Jeremy and Hayden, who's their producer on their podcast, uh, with also Chippy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Coach Chippy. Just shooting that kind of stuff was was a lot of fun and, and doing more of that stuff. So it, uh, that'll come out in the next two weeks-ish. But I we like that. That was so funny. Jeremy content coming. Because you're like, oh, Steve, yeah, we're going to golf in Ajax. You want to come? Like, even for a little bit? I was like, yeah, sure. Who'd you get? And you're like, oh, Coach Jeremy Hayden and Coach Chippy. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> By the what? way. For anybody that's asking, and there are going to be people that ask why we didn't cover the Bill Peters thing today, I thought it was beautifully covered by Jesse and Julian. So oh, that's the that's the episode I want you to go to to talk about it. I think you already know how we feel. I think Julian summed it up perfectly. His article for The Athletic was amazing. Um, but also, I think when when he and Jesse had that conversation, I, I think it's important to say there's a reason I, we're not touching it because they already hit it and it they did a better job than we ever could. Yep. So Well, and also the Women's League. Well, so interestingly, um, are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. No, that they're recorded oh, today, so I don't know when it's going to come out. It might drop tomorrow morning or this here's, afternoon whenever they want. The, the, here's what's different, though, because Carell apparently I was I was talking to Liz on the phone, Liz Knox, last week, and she's like, "Do you know that Carell called me and said I'm going to drive to Toronto to do that episode?" So instead of doing it like over, you know, whatever we, you know, how we a lot of us have done episodes forever. Uh, they are going to be in the same room. And I think Woo, it's the first, first time they've ever done that. Yeah, first thing. so. So they're answering your questions. For Noxie and Cax. Yeah, wow. It's going to yeah, be cool. New Noxie and Cax. Go subscribe to that on your favorite podcast feed. If you're not subscribed already, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, go do that. Subscribe to Jesse Blake Sports Report on your favorite podcast feed as well. If you want to hear that episode with myself and Julian McKenzie talking about the whole Bill Peters incident. And we'll move on to the next question from Andrew Finney. Andrew said, what is Adam Wilde's new favorite team going to be this year? New favorite team. So you got to drop the Devils? Are you dropping them? They're asking. You can't just drop the Devils like that. Well, so here's the thing. The Devils thing came out of I didn't believe in them. And then they just tore it up and had like that 15-game winning streak that the Leafs ended that maybe they shouldn't have. <laughs> the Ducks <laughs> are going to start 10-0. and 0. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to know. I, you know what? Let me do a little more research and break because we're going to do our, our season previews in like a month. And, you know, at, at a certain point, you got to go, do I believe in this shit or do I not believe in this shit? Uh, the Devils are like an easy team to believe in at this point. They've proven it. So who's the next team up that you're like, everybody's like, they're going to be good. And I'm like, nah. Nah. And then if I'm wrong, then I have to cheer for them. That's difficult. I don't know. Because I think I actually, like you could say like the Sabres, but I actually think they're going to be very good. No, I don't think there's anyone out there like, yeah, no, the Sabres stink. It's first yeah. time in a long time no one's thought that. I could have talked. I could have brought this up too, but the Sabers are now cutting off Leaf fans. I guess they're talking about you know only allowing people from certain zip codes. Who do you zip think, codes are American, by the way? Who do you think sells Leafs fans the tickets? It's Sabers fans. I know. And the other thing about it's it is that there's a ton any- of Sabers fans in Southern Ontario. Yes, and oh, you're yes. cutting them off. Yes, it's weird. I assume like the zip code thing would include the Niagara region. Like I assume they would. I would like, hope so. Alienate those people who just cross the border and come to the game. Because like know? all the way up to St. Catharines, it's Sabres, Detroit, and Leafs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. 
I don't know. Anyway, it seems like an odd. But if favorite. you got like an M5V, you know, I think they're they're xing you out. <laughs> okay. That's why, like, you get really, really, really passionate Leaf fans from like Windsor, and yeah. the reason is because they're overwhelmed by Red Wings fans, right? So you probably have really, really, really passionate Sabres fans down there. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Any other questions, Jess? What do we got? Yeah. Uh, next up, let's go to this one from JK Takes. JK Takes says, when is Steve's pee-pee? I mean, prospect pyramid, Whoa. of course, coming out. Steve, when are you dropping your pee-pee? Um, well, you know, um, I haven't... Uh, <laughs> fuck. I haven't uh, thought about it yet. Oh. Um, it obviously needs to be soon um, because it needs to be before the season Ideally, before the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> I f- fly by the seat of my pants. Soon. Probably within the next two weeks. There you go. Okay. I love it. All right. I think so, we're good on questions. Yeah. Because we need for, more for tomorrow. Because guess what? We're back tomorrow. Yeah, there's a ton of questions. We can oh, do shit. a lot more yeah, tomorrow. So we'll, do a, we'll do a bigger questions uh, thing tomorrow. Because I don't expect a ton of hockey news to break overnight. But you never know. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow. CJ Show will be making its debut Thursday. We don't know when Noxie and Cax is going to be out. But I, I would imagine it's this week. Tonight um, or tomorrow. Tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. And then, of course... Uh, SDP back on Friday, and we are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays all season long, with the exception being long weekends where we'll do a Tuesday or something like that. We also got to figure out what the schedule is going to be when I'm in Sweden. Are you, oh, yeah. Have you booked? No. Oh. But I'm looking into it. <laughs> are you going to shit yourself on the side of the road in Sweden? <laughs> no, I'm in the car. Out. Like, why wouldn't I? on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.